Jetty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Wake up! Damn! This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. C's in your hot dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, everybody, on uh, Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the Biden campaign. Okay. I have come to recognize their strategy is incredibly bold. Oh, I'd say. I mean, just mind-bogglingly. It's as if the, the manager of the devil race, whoever he is, sure he's a fine fella. Saw him interviewed. I can't remember his name. Anyway, it's as if he'd said uh, just before the first inning to his fireballing young pitcher, tell you what, you sit down. Uh, give me the bullpen pitch, the catcher. Send a bullpen catcher out there to pitch. Uh, boss, I don't think he's ever pitched an inning in his life. I don't care. We're going to do something so odd, so unexpected, so obviously a terrible idea. It will ter- It will just so confuse the Dodgers. They more, will lose. It would be more like if you said, don't swing at any pitches. <laughs> just stand there. Right. How you guys gonna, swing and miss too much. <laughs> how are we going to win if we don't swing at any pitches? Just just don't swing at any pitches. What about like a fat 3-0 and <laughs> fastball? Don't swing at any don't pitches. Swing. I've decided to change both of my kids' names to Mookie. It'd wow. be, you know, it'd be something to name one of your sons Mookie when they've already got a name. Yeah. But I'm going to change them both to Mookie. Wow. I'm just going to call them both Mookie. Speaking of innovative. From here on out. And bold. In, I love it. In light of the... Have you uh, asked the, the youngsters? Becoming there, a household name, Mookie Betts of the Los Angeles Dodgers. What a, 1-0 well, in the World Series. That's what a great night. ball player. Nice job trading them away, Red Sox. Good idea. <laughs> Um, so, uh, in a couple of your headline stories, uh, Fox is reporting nobody else has picked it up, but they are, they say their sources in the FBI say that the FBI is in possession of Hunter Biden's laptop and has been for some time and confirmed the fact that it's not a Russian misinformation campaign. No, no, it is not. Uh, but nobody but Fox and the New York Post are reporting this story. So that's where that is. Well, and journalists around the globe, old school journalists, meaning like over 30, um, are are just absolutely lambasting the American media. You don't want to at least make the candidate deny it or say, well, a picture came out yesterday, for instance, of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and some Ukrainian uh, dude together. You're not even going to make Joe Biden say, that's not me, it's photoshopped, or that is me, but here's why. Um, I didn't even know who it was, and I was running to a plane. I mean, nothing? You're not going to make him explain it? He's an then, oligarch that Hunter was making tons and tons of money off. Yeah, and it'd be it'd be fine, you know, if his explanation is, I don't know, that, 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 that picture doesn't exist would be an explanation, or um, here's my explanation for it, and then you either believe it or you don't. But to I, let him, right. to, let, to have a picture like that come out and just, you're not even going to ask the question is uh, is something. Anyway, well, it is uh, it is dropping the veil. It is making it clear what you have become uh, as the American media. We could go into that uh, later, I suppose. Well, they deserve a in good depth. kicking. Mm. Um, 
I'm starving today for some reason. Really? Yeah. Need to order a ham. Can you order hams through uh, Uber Eats? Just like a not, whole not like ham. a ham sandwich, just a ham. A ham. Huh. Probably. Uber Eats, I need a ham. <laughs> we need a place that's open and selling ham at that'd the moment. A, be a start. Yeah. Well, you could go to a different time zone. <laughs> Probably be expensive. Dry, I need really two-hour delivery. <laughs> I feel like I need. I need now. a ham helicopter to Mister Armstrong immediately, please. Um, yeah, are you still doing the uh, what do you call it? The intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting. Yeah, I'm down to about five to five and a half hours a day. Oh my! Are you losing any weight anymore? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Good man. Yeah, me it, too. I'm it, not doing that. Though. It's gradual. Yeah. Um, which I think is probably the only way you could lose weight and actually have it stay. But it is, you know, it's certainly not as fulfilling as any of your weight loss plans where you lose like five pounds a week. Right. And you just see instant results. The, the Five and a half hours a day, though. The Ooh. one pound every couple of weeks. So two pounds a month. Just you see, you feel like you're doing nothing. Although if you kept that up for a year, obviously you would lose 24 pounds, which would be a huge change in your life. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that's one of the problems with anything that is dieting. Nobody wants to do it slowly. And I can understand why. Same, that's why working out to get in shape is so hard, because it happens so slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't born with this Adonis body. I worked for it. It's difficult to motivate yourself to do something like... Um, I remember when I was going to take mandolin lessons. I sat down with the, the mandolin instructor, who has since passed. Um, but a uh, really good guy. and uh, But he said, now, uh, it'll be 10 years before you're good at this. Just telling you up front. What? I thought that's fine. I knew I that. got 10 days. Get Let's it. get started. But like working out, if you if you tell somebody, you know, by next year, you'll be looking pretty good. And that's not good enough. I want it to be by this weekend. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just the way we're built. 10 so, years. Yikes. That was probably 14 years ago. What am so I, f- I could have dedicated myself to it, and I would be good now. But oh, I didn't because it takes too long. Right. You know, one of my favorite, uh, what is it? It's uh, aphorism, uh, aphorism, euphemism, uh, saying, uh, chestnut, uh, was from your dad. You passed on what your dad said. Motto, uh, credo. It may be a credo, but it, it, you can tell a story better than I uh, can. That's the idea that uh, if, the, if, if I go in at age 40 and... Uh, Tell the guy I want to learn to play the mandolin. He said, it'll take you 10 years to get, be good. And I think, well, geez, I'll be 50 then. Right. And the response would be, well, how old will you be in 10 years if you don't practice the mandolin? <laughs> right. Exactly. You'll still be 50. And you'll be a <laughs> sucko mandolin player like me. <laughs> that time is going by regardless is yes. the point. So. <laughs> Which, if you look at it that way, it does help. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I have reminded myself of that uh, multiple times throughout mm-hmm. my life. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. We got more aphorisms and credos to come. Uh, there's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Got to get home to my uh, two boys, uh, Mookie, after the show. Help them with their homework. Two boys, Mookie is confusing. <laughs> my two boys, Mookie and Mookie. <laughs> How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Um, AOC, she was acting, uh, she was hanging out with some gamers. You know, she was uh, streaming the game on Among Us with the uh, gamers. And the point I'm trying to make is that Joe Biden probably could not have done this if he had sat down with you know these gamers. He'd probably been all, "Hey, who's up for some pong?" You know, I mean, so- <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden hasn't even heard that Rounders is now called baseball. Please, <laughs> yeah, he would have been a two-term senator when pong came out. 
Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so I've heard this AOC thing. Uh, well, we'll introduce Sean. There's Sean, whose smile lights up the room. AOC, is she a, like a gamer, and then she's showing the fact that she's into it, or is this like a, an attempt by an, a politician? To... She's an actual gamer. Okay. She's, she's tweeted about it. She uh, She's talked about and and she's not like a good game she's she's very much the common person gamer she tweets out pictures of her like her rankings and it's you know usually in the tiers that i frequent most Mm -hmm. often and uh yeah yeah so she she's a a legit gamer person and this is just kind of her jumping into those waters and it was it was really just a big get out the vote thing in between games she was hammering some website about that's a good idea because that's where if you're into that lifestyle because that's where a lot of people are now uh, her stream peaked out at around just under like 500,000 viewers going on at once. Um, internet metrics don't mean what we want them to mean, right? A lot of those people were teenagers, can't vote. Mm. A lot of people from out of the country, mm. not eligible voters. The older you get, the quicker your stream peaks, by the way. <laughs> well, like the today, Henry wants me to, or, I'm sorry, Mookie. Mookie. <laughs> Mookie wants me to, my eight-year-old Mookie, not my 10-year-old Mookie. Yeah, little Mookie. Little Mookie wants me to uh, sit down and learn to play Zelda Breath of the Wild with him. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he wants me to learn how to play. Because last night he's sitting in the hot tub, and he said, uh, how come you don't like video games? And I said, it's not that I don't like them. I just I don't know anything about them. I'm not good at them, and every time I try, I'm terrible. And he said, well, what if I teach you to play? Would you be interested in that? I said, I'll do that. So today he's going to try to teach me to play that game. That's that sounds nice. awesome. What do you think my chances are, Sean? I think your chances of having a, a wonderful uh, moments with your son well, are yeah. great. Yeah, I think yeah, your chances of becoming a gamer all of a sudden are pretty small. <laughs> Yeah, Mookie's probably a pretty good teacher, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would say, uh, much like the mandolin, uh, <laughs> be prepared to be humbled. <laughs> I, I would say, particularly with this game, if, as you are uh, learning it or as he's teaching it, just uh, don't be shy about exploring and asking questions of what happens mm-hmm. if I put this with this, and then you can t- kind of try those experiments together and and, and uh, explore the, the beautiful game that Zelda Breath of the Wild is. Look, Mookie, we've been playing for four hours. We haven't eaten lunch or gone to the bathroom. We've got to take a break. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Wednesday, October 21st, we're 10 days from Halloween, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Let's begin that officially, according to FCC rules, regulations, a lot of good stuff to get to. Let's do it at Mark. It's a union of journalists who have decided that their only goal is to defend Joe Biden and elect him president of the United States, working with the CIA and the FBI and the NSA, not to manipulate our adversaries or foreign governments, but to manipulate the American people. Glenn Greenwald. Oh, that's Glenn Greenwald. Yeah, um, Glenn Greenwald, who's definitely not a right winger and not oh, a Trump fan, no. uh, but he's really unhappy with the the the, uh, the the powerful in the government, particularly a lot of the intel people that turned out to be either wrong or lying, depending on how you look at it, about a whole bunch of stuff during the Russian investigation. Are uh, they signed on to a letter saying, "Oh, this computer thing is Russian disinformation"? Uh, Hunter Biden, don't buy into it. It's just an attempt. By wait a second, and Glenn Greenwald's really bothered. The guy who got WikiLeaks and Snowden and all that right. stuff out there. Yeah, that the 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 people in charge of hiding things from you officially. Uh, part of the government, are in bed with the media to suppress a story. Right. The rarest of birds, the honorable man. More on that later. The I most know. endangered species, the honest man, to quote, to quote the late, great Neil Peart of Rush. I find it fascinating. We should get a little of um, Piers Morgan, who was on Tucker last night. He said, look, I'm a liberal, but it's terrible that the news is not going after this story at all. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, and I don't know if it's an aphorism or a truism or a uh, soliloquy, uh, but <laughs> once you give away your credibility, once you trade in your honor, 
It's an extremely long and difficult process to get it back. And I believe the American media has traded away its credibility to try to bring Trump down. Yeah, and we'll pay a price for years to come, probably. Oh, yeah. Um, how's mailbag look? Outstanding. Just Amazing. Just Great. Scott. Kicks A. Like the, uh, the Grand Canyon at sunset. <laughs> <laughs> like your first kiss. That's what it's going to be like. Uh, and our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. In Great Britain, London specifically, they're giving healthy people the coronavirus to check their to new punish vac- them To punish them, to keep them in line. Right. Uh, put them in the old Bailey, or whatever it's called. Um, uh, yes. they're, they're giving healthy people the virus so they can check their vaccine, which is an interesting. And so they give, are, yeah, how do they give them the vaccine first, I'm hoping? Healthy young volunteers, yeah. Yeah, you volunteer, they don't snatch you off the street. That's probably what they're doing in China, actually, with vaccines. It's way, way, way faster than uh, just giant randomized tests of hundreds of thousands of people who may or may not contract or Mm -hmm. contact the COVID. You just you you give them you you spray it right in their face. Let's see if you get it. God, what kind of disclaimer style? Putin, yeah, Putin style. (laughs) What kind of disclaimer do you have to sign before they give you a disease that could kill you if the vaccine doesn't work? Uh, right. The young and healthies, it's extraordinarily uh, unlikely. I actually have some really interesting uh, COVID stats that will not wear you out or terrify you or make you think of Donald Trump or anything. I mean, it's just it's actually interesting science. If it doesn't work and yes, I, I probably won't die. But am I on the hook for the medical care? No, uh, for it? absolutely. Not. Okay. Surely no, not. no. Uh, mailbag. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day, continuing on with our uh, series from George Orwell. This one from Animule Farm. No one believes more firmly than Comrade Napoleon that all animals are equal. He would be only too happy to let you make your decisions for yourselves. But sometimes you might make the wrong decisions, comrades. And then where should we be? It's good stuff. Mm. You know... I don't think that book is actually about animals. What are you talking about? It's about a talking pig named Napoleon. Just a theory I'm working it's charming. on. charming. Uh, Dear Debate Commission, writes Bill. Just isn't that hard to have a fair debate, you dumbasses. Oh, see, wow. that's no way to Jeez, win friends yeah. and influence people, Billy Boy. Came out of the box a little hot. Yeah, there, but <laughs> let's uh, read on nonetheless. Two moderators. Trey Gowdy asks Joe Biden questions, and James Carville asks the president questions. Oh, I'd love that. I love that. That'd be fantastic. He said, if they're not available, other options. Gingrich, Waters, Tucker, Wolf. <laughs> I think he means Wolf Blitzer. That would be Tucker good. Tucker Carlson, uh, Joe Getty, and Andrew Cuomo. Or not Andrew Cuomo, <laughs> the other Cuomo. The, Chris. Uh, Chris Cuomo, right. Or just ACB by yourself. You know what, Bill? You win. I don't know what you won. But that's that's a great idea. That'd be a, that'd be a debate people tune into. Have a clearly conservative journalist or uh, opinion maker and a, and a, and a liberal because you've already got half of it there. <laughs> and that's not even a slight exaggeration. Moving along, Ken has uh, politics on his mind too. Hey guys, one thing Trump could do in the debate: 
you know what? I'm an idiot. You can ma- you can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag armstrongandgetty. You're too hard on yourself. I never Joe. I never think of this. The feature is email, and I don't tell people how to email. But you're not an idiot, Joe. I'm I'm bad at my job. Have you considered being good at your jobs? I'm considering it now. One thing Trump could do in the debate is bring in a stack of Hunter's emails and just start reading them. Wham! <laughs> oh, jeez. Now, uh, I've seen a bunch of your uh, experts claim they know what they're doing with this sort of stuff who think it'd be a, it's a bad idea, a bad strategy for him to get into that in the debate. Focus on the economy and uh, the recovery I, and shutdowns. If, if we were at a different point in the race, I would uh, I would disagree. But at this point, yes, you must make clear your vision for the next four years and attract people to it. Loathing Hunter Biden will not win an election. Or and I understand it's about uh, Joe being corrupt. Yeah, but what if you what if you say, hey, uh, hey, pops, uh, is it all right if I call you pop like your dad did, your son did in the email? Was that you he was referring to in that email about how Pop will take half your money? How you skim? You skim 10 to 50% depending on the deal? I don't know. I don't know if that would work or not. Uh, let's see. You're missing the point, and Joe was shutting it down. Gentlemen, Joe Biden personally represents only 5% of the campaign's positive activity. The other 95% is driven day-to-day by his staff, the Democratic Party, mainstream media. On the other hand, he represents 50% of the risk to winning. Hunter's probably the other 50%, LOL. The idea of Joe is much easier to sell than the actual Joe. Sure. To say nothing of Kamala. 5% upside, 50% downside. You'd keep him up. You'd keep him locked up, too. We got Carl Rove saying basically that same thing yeah. later on the show. Good analysis, Ben. Armstrong and Getty. has announced that they're going to be muting the microphone of the person who shouldn't be speaking to give the other person a chance to talk, which I think is actually a good idea. I mean, as long as Jeffrey Tubin isn't in charge of the mute button. I'm so sorry, guys. I left it on the whole time, and my dick is also out again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Oh. Poor Jeffrey Tubin, the butt of many jokes. Oh, oh, oh. oh that's funny. Gee, man. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Still, I'm just so confused by that story, but let's not dwell. Later this show, I want to do this. uh, uh, Our article came out yesterday about how this apprentice program at various businesses is working so well compared to the way college is working for a lot of people. Oh, boy. And how it might be the direction we start going in the future for young people. It's really good in terms of salaries and job satisfaction and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Debt that you take on and all the different things. Yeah, I wanted to throw out just because we you didn't. Know, I don't. I don't want to get into this too far because it'll make me sad and worried. But uh, one of my kids said to me uh, two nights ago, we were talking on the phone. Said, "I'm starting to think trade school might have been a better idea for me than getting a college degree." Yeah, you know, there are, there are stats that say a lot of people think that. Yeah. Um, and know. I pointed out, uh, you feel like you're old <laughs> in your mid to late twenties. You are not. <laughs> no, there's plenty not. of time. Oh my god. To do whatever you want. Um, for him, not for me. There's not plenty of time for me to do whatever I want. Him is a her, but her. yes. Okay. Please stop using gendered language to describe your children. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to throw this out here. Uh, uh, 
he said it on Monday, I guess. Rush Limbaugh announced that his cancer is going the wrong direction. Uh, he said, uh, quote, it's tough to realize that the days where I do not think I'm under a death sentence are over, among other things. So he's yeah. recognizing that it's uh, coming to a close. It ain't gonna, he ain't going to beat it. It's, well, stage four lung cancer is not something people beat. He's trying to buy time. Right. Trying to find more time to be alive. God bless him. Uh, but uh, so it's not a big setback, he said. But he was really hoping to see things moving in the positive direction, not the negative one. It's bad news, but yeah. it's rough, man. It's rough. We all uh, we all will face it eventually. I, you know, it's funny. I got uh, sick of the news this morning on my way in and 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 uh, flipped on a little music, and I happened to hear uh, one of my favorite kind of twangy bangy bands, the Turnpike Troubadours. Uh, doing a song called Before the Devil Knows We're Dead. And it's about, you know, we'll all be there and, and, and you know, live your life like it doesn't last forever. You know, it's a good, you know, I realize it's it's a semi-cliched notion, but you need to be reminded of it now and again. Lest you waste your time and wonder why the hell you did toward the end. This is an interesting development, and not surprising. Minneapolis residents are suing the city of Minneapolis, saying the police are so understaffed right now that the residents of the city are being endangered by rising violent crime. Yes, indeed. Nobody saw that coming. No, wait, everybody saw that coming, except for crazy people. Yeah, crazy people, radicals, and unicorn riders. Um, Defund the police. What will that look like? That will look like the suburbs said AOC, who's so untethered from reality, she really ought to have a keeper, a minder. Wow. Wow. She and her her brethren and cistern. Um, A study came out yesterday of various things that give people COVID and things that don't. There have been, thus far, zero COVID deaths in the entire country attached to going to a movie theater. Now, a lot of movie theaters were closed for a long time, but... Mm -hmm. uh, All right. Um, they've started to open them up limited, uh, in limited ways. Yeah. Uh, quite a few to restaurants, still not that many, but the question just being why, why are restaurants starting to open and movie theaters are still seen as a death sentence? Nobody's exactly sure why, uh, some of the randomness of the way we treat this whole thing. Oh yeah. There's a great deal of arbitrary. That ice cream shop is an essential business. Those people better go to work. Your local school is not. Have you seen the Disney versus California stuff? Yeah. going on oh, yeah. with disney saying we have we have parks opened all in other places parts of the country and the world we've shown that we can mm. do things in a safe manner with blah 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 but still not good enough for california that would be very frustrating so if you're new to the show we are neither uh covid fear mongers nor deniers and we so don't hoax and we don't give a damn how anything affects donald trump or, or how he factors in. It's a disease. We're just curious about it. I only back masks if Trump says so. I uh, don't if he doesn't. Okay, fair enough. Um, so I, uh, one of our beloved listeners, I like giving credit where it's due. Let's give credit to uh, Jim. Uh, Jim M. Thanks, Jim M. He sent along um, some information from a scientific website that's tracking the vid around the world. And I found this uh, somewhat thought-provoking. Uh, the total deaths and COVID-19 deaths in the U.S. by age group. And uh, what's interesting about this in particular is that once you get past like 34, well, 44 years old, it's right around 10% of the deaths are COVID, no matter your age, because 
from 45 to 54, very few people have died of the vid. I mean, it's over 10,000, but it's, it's, you know, it's a widespread disease. The rest of it, the percentage of people who've gotten it and died of it are very tiny at that age, at that age group. But since very few people die from it, you know, very few people die between 45 to 54 anyway. So mm-hmm. it's about 10%. Then you get into higher groups. You know, more people 55 to 64 die than 54-year-olds, obviously. And about the proportionate number have died of COVID on up to 85 and over, where about 62,000 people have died of the vid. But you're going to have 660,000 folks die in that age group anyway. So there it is, about 10% again. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I did I did find that interesting. I'm not sure exactly what to take from it, but it was also handy to look at some of the numbers. For instance, uh 35 to 44-year-olds, it's barely 4,000 people who've passed away and uh and most of those as we know have had, you know, fairly serious underlying health conditions. I need to get more serious about the mask, I've decided. And I wear it most places. I live in a county where you have to wear it, but for instance, we have somebody that takes my uh son to school for a variety of reasons that I won't get into right now. But uh, she comes to our house and picks up my son and takes him to school in the morning. And uh, the first time I uh, rode uh, with her, just so uh, he didn't have the weirdness of somebody he's never met going to school and stuff like that, and I had a day off. Make sure she's not doing burnouts and drifting around the corners. (laughs) Exactly, texting, driving with her knee. Or she smells like hot dogs like that previous babysitter. That came up the other night. Really? (laughs) We were talking about old babysitters, and um, uh, my youngest, Mookie, said... uh, Little Mookie. Little Mookie, not big big Mookie, because they're both named Mookie now. Right. Um, (laughs) Said, was that the babysitter that smelled like hot dogs? (laughs) They still remember that. (laughs) What was going on there? Um, uh, but anyway, so it got in the car, this person we hired to drive him to school and she was wearing a mask and Laura wanted, uh, Mookie to wear a mask. And I thought that seems a little over the top. I mean, you know, this person and everything like that. And well, she got the vid, she got the COVID. Now, luckily she was on vacation and we think there might've been an overlap of a couple of days when she was driving to school, but with them both wearing a mask, even though they're both in a car breathing the same air, I think, you know, it makes you quite a bit safer than if if, if neither one of them had been wearing a mask and she had the COVID, he would have gotten it. and Almost Lil, guaranteed. And Lil Mookie is a little more uh, vulnerable than a typical kid of his age. Uh, older Mookie is the one that riding in the car. But yeah, oh, I don't sorry. want it in my house. Wrong Mookie. Uh, yeah, sorry. But uh, yeah. certainly don't want it in my house. Big Mookie. Um, but anyway, I thought it was a little, you know, being too careful. For him to wear a mask in the car and her to wear a mask, too. Well, mm-hmm. turns out she got the COVID from her grandma or something and probably wouldn't give it. to. And then it spread. Then it would have spread through our whole family. Could I would have brought it. Have. In, I would have brought it in, in here into work, not knowing it. I would have spread it to all of you. Could be. Although I will point out that children don't seem to spread it proportionately. They don't. That's why there have been practically zero significant outbreaks in uh, public schools. Yeah, well, my only ups- my only point would be uh, I need to be more willing to wear masks when I think it's not necessary. What's the downside? I don't even know what the downside is in my own mind. I'm a fr- I, I don't... Fog in your glasses. Yeah. I hate it. But it's more than that. I, and I, I don't think it's a look weak or anything like that. I don't think I've got any of that going. I just... I don't know what it is. Yeah, we had folks in our house yesterday for an extended period, a uh, professional relationship, and uh, they were masked up, and I said to Judy, should we put on masks or what? I don't know. We social distanced yeah. and all. We didn't, you know, 
And nobody was shouting or singing or anything like that. I, I don't freaking know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What is this over? Why don't they check the schedule? But according to the experts, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna wear masks in those kind of situations, we're gonna be doing that for a couple of years, probably. Oh, uh, could be. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. better stock up on masks. You know me. I'm always I'm always cautious about bold pronouncements because bold pronouncements get clicks, and so we live in the era of bold pronouncements. And I just I don't know. I would take the under on a couple of years, but I think it's yeah. certainly going to be second half of next year at the very earliest. Next year at this time. I'm we'll... with him. Medium Mookie. We've <laughs> named all the staff members Mookie as well. In 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 tribute to the greatest ball player of our time, Mookie Betts. Who had so a great I'm Mookie Angelo. I understand. <laughs> That's right, Mookie Angelo. I actually didn't watch the World Series, but I understand he had a great night last night. Oh yeah, with the stick. I mean, he's as a as a defensive player, he's a walking highlight reel. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, oh, he was smacking the ball about yesterday. Oh, and he was listen to this, would you? Listen to this. First, I'm sorry, second player in Major League history to steal two bases and score a run. In an inning. Okay? Wow. Something, something like that. Second in history. First was Babe freaking Ruth in wow. 1960. Babe Ruth stole a base? Yes. Pre-fat. Two bases in one inning. Pre-fat Babe Ruth? It must have been back when he was a the best pitcher in baseball before they realized they needed him on the field every day and, and in the batter's box. Well, it's not really fair because when I see footage of him, they all seem to be running a lot faster than when people run nowadays. <laughs> got that so. weird chick, 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 like yeah. they're missing frames run. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, some of your leading liberal journalists are beating up the U.S. media for not looking into the Hunter Biden laptop story. For not being journalists. It has been confirmed, by the way, by not just Fox now. CBS is on board with confirming the FBI says it's not a Russian disinformation campaign. Uh, More on that in a second. We'll explain what that means, because it's a pretty big deal, I think. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Clearly, the origins of this whole... Uh, smear uh, are from the Kremlin, and the president is only too happy to have Kremlin help in in trying to amplify it. That is the utterly slimy Adam Schiff. Got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. So that was Adam Schiff, and he he was on a whole bunch of shows over the weekend saying that, look, it's been nailed down. It is a Russian disinformation campaign, this whole Hunter Biden laptop thing. And there were some cries from a variety of people, most on the right, but some just journalists in general, saying, well, they're not denying the authenticity of it. So um, exactly what's going on here. Well, when the director of national intelligence came out and said, no, it's not a Russian disinformation campaign, I would know. And uh, Fox confirmed yesterday with FBI sources that the FBI has the laptop and has had it for quite some time. And the FBI does not believe it's a Russian disinformation campaign. Well, Fox says that. Of course, Fox says that. Well, CBS is now saying it. Uh, They're reporting that FBI and Department of Justice concur with the assessment of the DNI that Hunter Biden's laptop and emails were not part of a Russian disinformation operation. Separate reporting suggests it could be part of a foreign influence op, Catherine Herridge has said. Yeah. 
Um, oh, Catherine, who's now with CBS News. Right. And but, is an actual journalist. How is the chair of the House Intelligence Committee going around and saying something that the Justice Department and the FBI is saying, no, that's not true? Right. Did he just make that up? Yes. Wow, I, he has no moral compass. Oh, he's he is... I knew he was a partisan, but... Oh, no, no, he's so far beyond a part. He's a congenital liar. I think Glenn Glenn Greenwald actually said that the other day. I'll say it now. Uh, I I believe part of it is that he is a a, uh, utterly amoral partisan hack. The other part of it is he he staked his, his reputation, his act, his national dignity on the Russian collusion hoax. Which, yeah, I think we all followed how that came out. But it's in his interest to continue to pitch the idea that Trump is a stooge of Russia. Because that's cover for his own humiliation. Anyway, yesterday came out from the New York Post in the same laptop um, a picture of Joe Biden with Hunter Biden. And a couple of people you wouldn't recognize, but one of them is Hunter's business partner from Kazakhstan. Uh, and it's another one of those. Hunter made a whole bunch of money off of this guy. Uh, dealings with the U.S. government. Joe Biden involved. And there's a picture of them all together. Now, so in any normal world, the press would have access to the cur- the person that's currently got a double-digit lead to become president of the United States and say, is that picture real? Make him answer that. And then if it is, why were you and Hunter in this picture? What What was going on there? Right. And then maybe he's got a you know maybe he's got a legit explanation, but the fact that that's not even going to be asked means we're into crazy territory now. Well, what needs to be asked at the debate, and it won't be, but it absolutely should be, is: Did you, Joe Biden, grant access to foreign actors to profit your son, and then did he? pay you a percentage of his profits. Were the two of you in business together granting access to foreign oligarchs, etc., to the United States government and United States policy? Because that is clearly what was happening. The idea that Hunter Biden would, for instance, go to China not long after he's booted from the military, having just started some sort of hedge fund with a guy he knows, and a Chinese government-related bank would give him, was it, how much, what was 50 million? I can't remember. It was, a, it was tens of millions of dollars. Saying, yeah, yeah, we'll invest with you. On the business trip Hunter made with Daddy. I mean, that's just, are you kidding? New York Times has no interest in that. None. WAPO. What? I hadn't heard about that. It's astonishing. So, so a whole bunch of intelligence officials signed a letter, um, 50 former intel officials, including all the big names from the Russia hoax, the, the that crowd, Brennan and uh, what's his name, the bald-headed guy, and Clapper, Clapper and all, all of them signed on to this letter saying, um, for the Russians at this point with Trump down in the polls, there's incentive for Moscow to pull out the stops to do anything possible to help Trump win and or to weaken Biden should he win. A laptop op fits the bill as the publication of the emails are clearly designed to discredit Biden. They didn't get into at all the fact that the Biden people have not denied the authenticity of any of this. They can't because it's obviously real. Right. Um, 
But so go, all these, go to motives. All these intel officials, yeah, signing off saying, oh, the Russians clearly would do this sort of thing, so clearly this is the sort of thing. And Glenn Greenwald, who's the journalist who brought us the Edward Snowden stuff, and the, or the, um, he was involved with uh, Julian Assange and all that. He's, he's a everything should be out there guy. But anyway, he said, I don't think that the emails so far reveal a huge scandal. They so far just established standard sleaze in D.C. corruption. The huge scandal to me is the blatant rank closing and cone of silence, a prohibition erected by journalists, quote, around this story to defend Biden, along with the government. The government and journalists getting together to not look into a story should horrify people. Yeah, it should. We're in a post principled world yeah but the, but the crowd that's screaming trump you know lies and all this different sort of stuff all the time not looking into this story you're not helping anything you're not helping your own argument no no but they believe in their twisted little hearts that getting rid of trump is worth trading in all of their principles and so they've done it disturbing development it is yeah i guess i've just come to accept it um i've seen it over and over again the utter willingness, credulity to print any thinly sourced, single anonymous sourced rumor out of Washington, D.C. If it's anti-Trump, an utter refusal to even ask the basic questions on a like preliminary basis. So why was Joe Biden meeting with that guy? I mean, never mind printing it. They don't even want to ask it. Next hour, we'll get into that study about how trade schools and internships are working really well compared to a lot of uh, university degrees. That, that's a pretty interesting one. Yeah, and there's actually an update. Do you remember that weird ailment our diplomats were getting in mm. Cuba and other places? They think they made progress in tracking down what was going on. Armstrong and Getty.